forever. Dog. It isn't a game anymore. It never was. This week on the podcast, Jane McFan's Hide and Seek. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses trashy teen horror. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Callie Nugent. And we are covering Hide and Seek a Point Horror by Jane McFan. Um, a book for, like very much unlike anything we've read. Yes. Very unique. I was going to say, I really wasn't expecting no. this to turn into a commentary on the vietnam war yeah and like how we treat our veterans yes <laughs> <laughs> also like okay i don't know it, like, I, there's definitely something wrong with me like right now i think i'm just like very emotional lately because um i think i was like sick and i wasn't going out very much and stress yeah stress and like mm-hmm. i would literally interact with like micah and that's it. Like mm-hmm. I ran into a friend on the street the other day and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm being so weird. You're literally the only other person <laughs> I've talked to. Um, but I like cried reading this book. I was just like, well, first I was very, very scared. Upsetting. I was very scared reading this book. Like, especially towards the end. Like I was just creeped out. Well, it's her dad. Yeah. And he has a like at the end when he has a gun, I was like really scared. A fucking rifle. Yeah. And, and he, the fact that he kept saying to her, this is what was creeping me out, where it's like, I cannot answer why this is happening. He just kept saying, you're already dead. I can't kill you. You're already dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I get emotionally distant mm-hmm. dad. I get emotionally abusive dad. Mm-hmm. I get physically abusive mm-hmm. dad. I do not understand physically abusive dad who's like, you're dead already. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Also, like... Okay, I get it. When you forgive someone, it's for you. It's not for the other person. It's not for the other person. You do However, it for yourself. He was also an asshole outside of his PTSD. Absolutely. Like but he then was, they try to explain that away with his abusive upbringing. But like, the chain can stop with you. Yes. The cycle of abuse yeah. stops here. Yeah. But he wasn't that person. No, he wasn't that person. He was she never going to be, be that person. She is that person. She is. Lissa... It, the buck stops at Alyssa. The at, buck stops at, at Alyssa. At Alyssa. I'm so sorry. Just no uh. No uh. Just Alyssa. Um, also, Do you want to read the back of the book? Yeah. And also, I want to eventually get to my very confusing thoughts about what is his name? Seth. Joseph. J- Joseph. Josh. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Bible names. Yeah. I felt very conflicted about him. I did and too. And I'll explain why Yes. Shortly. I think that we have very similar I think similar we have similar. Things to say. It's hard. It's tough. It's a fine line. It is. Oh, mm-hmm. what a fine line. Yes. Ready? 16 is too young to die. Also, True. Okay. <laughs> I truly like re- seeing the front of this, reading the back. You have no idea what you're no. in. <laughs> it is very different than it sounds. Because she knows from the get-go who's after her. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Anyway, we don't. Fine. I mean, when we, we kind of do. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. I figured in, it was in a probably, sad way, in a very sad it's way. It's fun in a sad way, and also, I mean, it's so much easier if it's just like he's crazy. Yeah, but it's like it's much harder when it's like there's legit mental illness here. I know, and also like 
just all this stuff that we see, like with how the mom deals with it. Oh, and like, so sad. Oh. It's so much. There's a lot to unpack. Oh, a lot. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. 16 is too young to die. Lissa's life was always somewhat different. <laughs> Giggle commentary. Well, because there's like a quote, different. <laughs> different. Um, she never had any friends. She never went out. She just kept to herself and wished for the day she could leave her home and go away. So why would someone want to kill quiet, withdrawn Lissa? Why is someone following her every move? Maybe it's just a weird, twisted game. Or maybe not. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Also, Bird was like the cutest. Bird ever. was. I was so I worried Bird. about Bird the entire Bird. book. It was very stressful. Constantly wondering. So when is Bird gonna die? When is Bird gonna die? Let's Bird, just say it who now. is literally a bird. Let's say it now. Bird, Bird doesn't, doesn't die. die. So you can feel You're free welcome. to read this book. That's more than the book gave us. Yeah, because I was honestly edge of my seat. I was very worried. It's so easy. I know. It's so easy to make something horrifying. And get away with no deaths if you mm-hmm. kill the pet. Yeah. It's mean and I don't like it. It's cheap. Yeah. But guess what? Bird survives and like survives. you learn about a very sad death. It's very sad. Like, um, God. Did not see that coming in any way, shape, or form. And we also don't get the explanation for why dad is that way until literally two pages left. It's nuts. I was like, well, how can we find out? <laughs> We're never going to find out. It, keep te- it keeps teasing it that they know. Mm. And then, yeah, it's not until the very end where we're like, oh. I know. It's so like Lissa. Okay. She's from the beginning of the book. She's like hiding in the woods and she has bird with her. Her little. She's under a pile of leaves. She's got um, a little green tropical bird named bird mm-hmm. with her. And she's, she's hiding from an assailant. Yes. We don't know who. He has been stalking her. She knows this. It feels in the beginning it is set up as though this is like standard yes repetitive pattern of like somebody keeps putting threatening notes in my locker Mm -hmm. at school i know but it is not that um i'm just an average teen and as i look back on my life it all began when my father refused to look at me (laughs) and i was like wow because it it's trying to, and I would say succeeds. It's making you wonder, like, okay, when does the point come where someone new enters her life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the person. But she's, in the beginning, she really is talking as though she doesn't know who's stalking her. Mm-hmm. But it's not, the author is never lying to you. It's never no. a lie. It's a, it's a, like, twist. Yeah. It's and it's, a it's really artfully done. I actually really liked this book. Um, I liked it except I like the format that she went forwards because we keep cutting back and forth between Lissa hiding under the leaves and Lissa like scanning her entire life looking for when it all went wrong, mm-hmm. which was fine. I was fine with that except for the traditional mistake of blah, 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 blah. Lissa remembered saying instead oh, yeah. of just Lissa she said. said just yeah. say Lissa said. We yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah. And this is formatted a little differently because it's not just like chapter in the present day, chapter no. in the past, chapter in the present day. No, <laughs> it's literally like like sentences in the present day. And then right and into then long bits of memories. Yes. Um, so except for that, I thought mm-hmm. the writing was was solid. The I mean, it, it 
I think Jane McFan does a really good job of writing what it feels like to be a lonely child. It's so sad. It's so, it feels so, it just felt very real. Like it didn't feel like Go Ask Alice fakey bullshit. Like it no. felt very, I don't know, like written from experience. Like it felt I really wonder real. if it is because her bio says she oh lives God. with the real bird. Yeah. Well, she then has, there's something about like in the beginning to my family, family is at everything. Yeah. Um, she also just might be a weird animal lady. Like, yeah. speaking as one. She might just have given her bird well, because also, she has bird. Like, on the in the back, do, did you see what she wrote? Like, <laughs> when she's not writing or teaching, Jane McFan enjoys the laughter, love, and support of her family, friends, animals, and other assorted creatures. Yep. What are these uh, what assorted are the creatures? creatures? If they're not animals, what Wait, are they? Kingdom Animalia. Are they fairies? Like Lissa draws in her drawings. Oh my gosh, her drawings, dude. Her, her drawings dad, must be so lame, though. Sorry. I mean, I'm here's sorry. The thing. Hot take. I thought that they might be kind of cool. I, I think that they're. Go on, go on. I'm interrupting. I think that they, in their best form of what they could be, are really cool. Like, where's Waldo of fairies? <laughs> Which, like, speaking as a child, a former child. <laughs> Speaking as a former child myself, I don't know if you can relate, <laughs> yeah. but I did used to be a child. I used to be a child. I used to do, when I did stand-up, I used to do this joke that, like, was kind of fucked up about, um, like, basically, like, those people that go on The Voice that think that, like, if they win The Voice, then, like, like they're like, you know. Their life is made. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I have these, like, dead, my twin babies died, like. <laughs> but, like, if I win The Voice. My twin babies died of breast cancer. Yeah. But like, oh, but if I win the voice, my life, like. This will make it all like, this will be bring them God back. telling me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember like uh, saying like, well, then what is the voice going to do? Like have like a holograph of their like dead twin babies dancing to the music as they sing their like final victory song. <laughs> and he would always groan. And I would always say, I can say that I used to be a baby. <laughs> um, That's a good capture. That's thank a good you. Button. Um. But as a former child who loved uh, I can fairies. say that because I used to be a baby who ate my twin. <laughs> I did. You're right. <laughs> wow. I should have said that. Yeah. Miss well, Robert. Well, wait. I didn't know I had the yeah, twin. Yeah. That's what I was about to say is was this pre-teeth. Pre-teeth. If you haven't heard what our second episode of the podcast ever, Kelly ate a twin cell in the womb. Yeah. And uh, started growing her twin's teeth in her mouth, in the roof of her mouth. How yeah. old were you? How long ago was this? Uh, it would be in 2013. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. yeah. So Kelly ate her twins, ate her twin, and then her twin tried to like bite her way out. Yeah. She was like. <laughs> yeah. So you had her removed. I had her removed and she's and fucking yelled. dead now. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> this life is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a name for myself. How could she? After all my hard work. And who are you? She did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time the twin's like, when I break free, I can explain to Kelly what happened. <laughs> I've lived her whole life with her. I feel her feelings. <laughs> Well, you're like, remove this bitch. I'm like, take it to a biopsy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fucking cancer. <laughs> uh, anyway, R.I.P. R.I.P. to her. 
Melinda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gone but not forgotten. I think that the, here's what I think. I think if I were like 14, I would have thought those drawings were like cool. Yeah. I wasn't quite. (laughs) (laughs) They're tiny though. They're so tiny. I started laughing because this is going to sound like I'm insulting you. That's okay. I was going to say, I mean, not for me like 14, but like maybe when I was six. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I do know I was in Arrested Development. Still am. It's just a different kind of person. I think also like no matter what, I think you could look at it and be like, that's like, that took a lot of effort and time. I did imagine her being very talented at it. Yes. But I was like, I don't want to hang a drawing of fairies on my wall. But no one would even know. But great for a grandmother. But no one would even. No one would even. <laughs> no one would know. even know they're fairies because they're hard to find. Because they're so hard to Unless find. Unless you're. It's Joseph. just like a woodland. <laughs> Josh. Josh. If you're Josh, you can just find six. Unless you're Jesus. <laughs> you can find I six. I saw Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh yeah, Contagious I saw yesterday. that. Um. Very good. Great. Very good. Is that an Android Weber? Cool. Yes, it is. Um. It is because I tweeted about how. So I'm writing I'm writing something right now and I make a playlist when I write to get myself in the right mood. And <laughs> I discovered by accident that the thing that gets me in the right mood for this is Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. Man. Which is very upset. Upsetting because I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. No, he's not great in Often very cheesy. He's just, that's what I was going to say. He's so cheesy. But the rock opera thing is what matches up yeah. with what I'm writing right now. So I tweeted that. And then um, my friend Eva reached out and she's like, we're actually going to see <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar on Sunday. It's oh only God. here for a weekend. Do you want to come? And I was like, Perfect. yes. Perfect. <laughs> and so Perfect. I went and the production was really, really cool. Um, I will say His that... His are cool. Very cool. I mean, this particular, like, staging and everything and the choreography was very cool. Um, I will say that they were holding mics and playing instruments for this one, and I do feel like it kept the actors removed from the emotion of the scene. Um, so I wasn't as moved as I expected to be. Yeah. But I did leave feeling... Um, just like super bummed about the whole like Jesus being crucified thing. Yeah. Which I tweeted and somebody responded to me and it made me laugh really hard. So I'm going to look for this person's um, response so that I can give their username. Where is it? 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 Here it is. So I tweeted that basically and at Slay's Stitches responded with, R.I.P. A legend. We stand. (laughs) So hard. (laughs) Kelly has to investigate some kitty nonsense going on right now. Smokey, Smokey, we're talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Get out of these cables. He's really going like he's going buckwild in all the worst spots. I know. Don't you, Smokey? Don't you quit knocking these cables. He was like digging around in the recycling. He's going to go going back, right but back guess what? It. I moved it and he's not. He's going to be really disappointed. Guess what? Kelly's smarter than you. I'm smarter than you, you walnut brain cat. <laughs> Kelly's smarter than cats. 
Kelly smarter than twins. <laughs> Here are the things that Kelly is smarter than. Two. <laughs> Other things as they come. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> um, anyway, Josh. His name is Josh. Oh, Josh. He found six. Mm-hmm. Because he's got... He's in tune. Okay, so she... So basically Let's she... Let's get to it. Yeah. She draws like... So for... Okay. What I loved, too, was like... I did not know what to expect as to what the dad was doing in the barn. I thought he was writing. That was my I, assumption. I didn't know what he was. I knew it wasn't something like terrible. Like I knew he wasn't like a yeah, killer. But it is very confusing. So she like basically her whole childhood is like you have to be absolutely silent. It's fucking sucks, man. I, it sucks. Her childhood sucks. It sucks. And it's not even just... I did wonder if it was going to stay just like basic, like your dad's kind of moody and that's like abuse. Mm, but it, but it did. Escalates. It was really bad. Yeah. The emotional I mean, abuse was very bad. Yeah. Like even at the beginning when he starts like just like being a piece of shit to her and like, well, first he demands, he demands, um, Smokey's just so bad right now. <laughs> He's, he's like climbing all over That's everything. Very funny, though. Um, so he demands oh. absolute silence um, for when he must work, which is every day, all day, all the time in a barn outside. Which, so like, like, get over it. Get a studio. Get a fucking studio. I don't know. Offsite. I kept wondering if she was somebody else's daughter, mm-hmm. another man's daughter, mm-hmm. and that's why he was so resentful. No, Mm-mm. he just sucks. And also, like. Not that that would have excused it. No, but it would have been... But I been... mean, bastards are less than, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Children out of wedlock are not eligible to the throne. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't be. And they shouldn't be because they're worse. Mm-hmm. Um, because inbreeding is better, correct? Yes. <laughs> inbreeding is preferable. It's preferable. Hi, we're England. <laughs> We'd rather you be we're cousins than, than not be in wedlock. <laughs> Yep. We're inkling. We're inkling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to our English listeners. You have a beautiful country. I uh, hope it doesn't get fucked up by Brexit. Uh, good luck with Brexit. Very yeah. confusing. Very confusing. Don't understand it. Uh, seems bad. It all seems bad. It's very bad. It seems like you never should have voted for it in the first place. Yeah. And now I'm very confused as to whether it's good if you just decide not to do it. Who knows? Are you allowed to? I know you're voting on it again. Please feel free to explain this to me. <laughs> um, so dad needs quiet, quiet, quiet. And then so she meets this like new boisterous friend who's like, let's spy on your dad. And she's like, mm, okay. Abby. Abby. I really thought Abby was going to stay in the picture. No. Nope. No, she's One day. One Gone. day. So Never comes sad. back. Abby's like, let's look. Peeks in. She's like, oh, fuck. And runs off. <laughs> They're in like first grade too. Yeah. And Lisa's like, what is it? I want to see. So she looks and she's like, Oh, he's painting an ugly painting. <laughs> like a Jackson Pollock. Yeah, he's like a Pollock type He's clinging. Guy. He's like Rothko-ish. I did laugh, though, because it's then like this six-year-old is like, I don't know, your father has a darkness. I have to go. <laughs> I, know. I know. And I'm truly picturing it to be like the 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 red. I know it's like more Pollock, Pollocky, but I was picturing it to be like that red painting that Rothko, that red Rothko. Don't know it. Um, 
And this is a visual medium, so we better find it. Um, <clears throat> it is... Well, Kelly's looking, I should explain to you, and you probably already know because of Twitter, but um, Los Angeles is full of allergens and smoke. Um, yeah. So we're both a little rough and coffee. Yeah. I apologize for that. Um, there's an air purifier in here, but I only got it. Yeah, two days ago. Also, you've been sick. And I've been sick. And my doctor put me on steroid inhaler to control my asthma. Oh. So now it's a twice a day thing, no matter what. Um, allergy medication and Flonase. So I am dry. Yeah, I bet and, you're dry. And you might be able to hear it. So these, anyway. are, these are like Rothko's paintings. Uh, you've seen them. Oh, yes, I have. So I know that it was like more messy and like violent, but for uh -huh. some reason I was picturing Rothko because Rothko was famously an asshole. Oh, interesting. So it was like kind of like a mix of like that and then like, I don't know, Pollock's painting style, but like also scary. It reminded me a little bit of that Lois Duncan. Um, oh, you didn't read the book with us. The one where they're like the dangerous Down a dark painting. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I did read, the book. read it. I was just sick. Yeah. Sick. Or what was wrong with me? I think you were sick. sick. You I were was sick. sick. Yeah. Um, but like the, like that kind of like, oh, it's so dangerous. Like there's something wrong. So the six or the six year old's like, mm, something's wrong with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we, I can't wait to be friends with you. I'm inviting myself over. Blah, 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 blah. I'm the loudest child in the world. Let's go look at your dad. I have to go. <laughs> I'd never want to speak of this again. I saw something. I saw into a man's heart. I saw into the heart of darkness. I know. She's like. It's like apocalypse now and there. I have to go. <laughs> this like platoon violence start playing. Yeah. So <clears throat> then um, she's like, oh, I don't have that friend anymore. Doesn't have friends. I didn't realize that she didn't meet. What is his name? Seth? Josh. <laughs> oh, my God. She doesn't meet Josh until. Like she switches school. She switches school and with I her didn't mom. Know that either. So I thought he knew about her dad. Confused. No, no, no. I thought she was gonna have to bid him farewell. Yes. When she went to the wherever the fuck. The wood yeah. the wood house. Yeah. No. The woodsy house. That's what I thought too. And then it was like, oh, and that's where she met yeah, Josh. I was and I was like, like, oh. I felt like I had been ripped into a different reality. I know. I was like, I feel like I've known Josh forever. And, and suddenly yet. I'm finding out we just met. <laughs> um so it all kind of comes to a head when, like, she, her dad's just being an asshole. He's always an asshole, and he's really mean to her. Here's where I knew it was truly bad, is when he, her mom was braiding her hair. Oh, she was, like, fuck. very shit small. Was she up. was, like, five or something. And he, oh, and this is key to mm -hmm. the plot, too. Mm -hmm. To his backstory. Yeah. Is that she had long, dark hair. And the mom is braiding it, and she's, like... Sweetie, doesn't her hair look so pretty? Just Which why does she and even try to engage him ever? It's so it's, sad because this is a woman who does not give up on this man ever. She needs to, to be and honest. And she does love her daughter. And she keeps hoping that the dad is going to show affection back. I'm not saying that someone that has PTSD or mental illness or any of that doesn't deserve love. What I'm saying is that he has been harmful to this woman ever since they've met. Yes. Like, they're what. It, it's one thing if you like are talking to them about it and they're seeking treatment. He doesn't. Mm -mm. He hides it. Yeah. 
and she never questions out. it. No, even no. And he lashes out at her and the kid all the time. He is really and he bad. Treats with, her like she's stupid with Lissa. Really yeah. bad. Really bad. Um, but so he gets like triggered by seeing these long braids. Grabs a pair of scissors. Like I hate long hair. Chops a braid off. Yeah. Just chops it right off. Yeah. And so then the mom just keeps Lissa's hair short pixie cut forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I looked. I was like, oh, I, I thought on the, the cover. girl on the cover yeah. was blonde. I look at it. I was like, no, she's got a short pixie yeah. cut. Good for Dark that hair. cover. Yeah. I like this cover a lot. I like this cover a lot. Look it up. It's great. Folks. Um, so he's like, chops oh, yeah, it so off. Josh. That, yeah, that too. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, oh, the dad's Yeah, mess. the dad's like, going to be more than... Me. Yeah. So then, like, or he's, more than like withdrawn. Yeah, he's generally an asshole to her always, and then also she notices that he's not an asshole to that girl that from her school that comes to visit. He's not an asshole to anybody who isn't in the family. Yeah, he's definitely he knows when he needs to be charming. Yes, and is very charming. Yeah, but not to her. And that that was such a, I don't know, that was such a true feeling moment when she's like. Her mom's like, your dad's really charismatic. And she's like, to who? Yeah. Not to us. Like, yeah. that felt very, I don't know, like the face that your parent puts on for other people versus you when it's very different. Like, that felt very real. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the other girl from her school comes with her lame ass drawings. They're not good. They're not good. They're, they're worth, they're, Lissa bad. sees this. And they're of unicorns. And so she's fully expecting her dad to be like, this is childish trash. Because he was shitty to her art about her fairies, which he saw accidentally because no way in hell was she going to try to show him those drawings. Because he would be like, he's so obsessed with perfection and like says as much. So she's like, I can never show anyone anything until it's perfect. He's also so pretentious. Yeah, he sucks. He really, like truly sucks. All he does is talk about other artists he hates. Mm Mm-hmm. Talking about not getting critical recognition. Yeah. And like keep Lissa's mom submissive with his moods. Yeah. And be super mean to Lissa. Yeah. That's like all he does. Oh, yeah. But that girl is like tall and blonde. And so Nicolette. she's like, yeah, Nicolette. Yeah. Nicolette. Nicolette. Um, so she's like, oh, she's everything I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It was really sad. And he's not rude to her about her paintings. He's like, yeah, I keep working at it. It's like, you show a lot of promise. And, and she's like, like, what? Excuse? She's like, that was shit. That was straight, <laughs> that was straight up dog shit. Garbage. Um, and the when he like sees it and, and and just like all this shit, like the great, like when she left her report card on the table because she got all A's in sixth grade and he's like, anyone can do that. So what? That's another case of the mom hoping that that was going to win him mm-hmm. over, too. It's like, look at Lissa's grades. Aren't they mm-hmm. great? He's like, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, I mean, I, look, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not going to victim blame, but like when it, when it involves like protecting your child, though, that mom it's, needed Because you're to- not just, you're allowing further victimization. Well, yeah, she allowed her daughter to physically so, get hurt. Yeah, you can. I think even though, yeah, they're all they're all their own victims. Yes. But if you're the perpetrator of abuse, there's valid criticism yeah. to be given. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it all kind of comes to a head, at least to the mom, mm-hmm. when um, 
Oh, it starts so fucking minor, too. Yeah, what is it? She just We never like, even find out the question he asked her. Yeah, what is he it? He asks a question. Oh, yeah, she doesn't know what he says. She's, like, lost in thought, mm-hmm. doesn't hear him, says what? He won't repeat it. And she says, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And she's about to follow that up with, I'm sorry I didn't hear you the first yeah. time. When he's like, you fucking ungrateful child, if you won't even listen to me, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to excuse myself and go to my room. Yeah. And then probably- Does slam uh, the door. Subconsciously slams the door. But also, who gives a fuck? So not yeah. fair. But yeah. she she's like, I, in her own mind, she's like, I swear I didn't mean to slam the door, yeah. but it did shut loudly. And it's like, listen, you- you probably slam the You're door. You're mad. It's okay. Everyone's got a limit. It's fine. He bursts in. Yeah. Grabs her arm, bruising it. Mm-hmm. Hauls her out to try to push her back down the stairs to finish dinner. And she goes flying down the stairs. And breaks her leg. But that's not even the moment that does it for the mom. Nope. She encourages her to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Tries to make up for it by buying her a present. Lisa insists on the bird. Yeah. And she's like, um, necklace? I know. She's like, what about this topaz about- ring? It doesn't talk. I know. And Lissa's like, like, she pulls it. She's like, oh, um, what is it? She's like, it's not very conscious of what your dad wants. And she's like, oh, really? Was he being, was he thinking about me when he did this? And like points at her broken leg. And she's like, or when he did this and like shows her bruised arm. And her mom's like, I, I was really the bird. I was really proud of Lissa. I was proud moment. of her in that moment too. So then she's playing with the bird in the backyard and dad's like, in the barn. Ages have passed. Yeah. He doesn't even know Managing she has it. to keep the bird a secret. Yeah. And then her dad walks by and the bird says something. It says like rackety rackety, right? Or what does it say? Ratchety ratchety. I don't know. I think it's like, or it's like that's rrr, the rrr. sound he makes yeah. when he sees somebody he recognizes. Mm-hmm. And she's surprised that he makes that sound for the dad. Yeah. Yeah. So then the dad like looks over. And she doesn't know what to do. The bird's on her hand. So she just like shows him the bird. And then he like is nothing on his face and just starts strangling her. We grabs bird oh, yeah, and throws him. him. I was really scared. I was like, no. But I also well, knew, I knew he survived bird survives. Because he's later hiding under the leaves with her. You know but what? I was still like, no. Jane wouldn't do that. Jane wouldn't hurt an animal. She loves animals. Jane she wouldn't do that. wouldn't do that. She would never. So she doesn't have to resort to that cheap Tawdry. No. Play at emotion. Chicanery. She <laughs> chicanery. She, she is she, not a charlatan. Because she instead makes it about fucking PTSD. Yeah, in Vietnam. In Vietnam. Oh my God. So he throws bird. Bird hits the ground. So I, I hate that, but whatever. It's fine. Bird's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts strangling her, just choking her out. And that's when he's like, you're already dead. You're already dead. And I was like really scared during them. I was like, ooh. And she blacks out. Yeah. And is left with insane bruises around I her know. neck. And then her mom's like, okay, maybe I we should. Guess. Yeah. And well, this is like, I will not live in this house. Yeah. And her mom's like, fine. So they go. They First, they go to a hotel. The mm-hmm. whole time, I was so scared the dad was going to follow. Me too. Because I didn't know how long she had. I know. This is when I think the mom lets loose with the Vietnam yeah. history. She just says he was in Vietnam. Or maybe that was right after the leg break. 
Yeah, at some point she says the Vietnam no, thing. She oh yeah, after she little, just says like, that right, she it. says your dad joined the yeah the army because she was to asking, get away like, how did you from even meet him. Well, she tells the story they met in a college when he was a fucking dick of a teacher's yeah, assistant. Ew, I did not like, and that. she was like, "That's fine, I was untalented." I know, and she and then she's it's like, so "He made depressing. me the la- She's like, "He made me the laughing stock of the class, and I learned to laugh along." And I was like, "Girl, what?" Like, I just learned that I was, like, the break in the tension that everyone needed to the point where, like, when I thought of dropping out, everyone begged me to stay because I took the brunt of the abuse. It was, it's... And that made me uh, invaluable to your father. Yeah. It's so fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. So, and she just keeps saying, it was, she's like, like, her mom went to school as a, like, computer, computer programmer. Yeah. And never did anything with it. She's like, well, I wasn't creative like your father. So I'm just happy to live in service of brilliance. I, seriously, she's like, well, oh, you know. so depressing. She's like, I would rather not be in the spotlight. I'd rather be backstage or in the audience because that's my place. And, and I'm I was like, like, well, I grant oh. you that. Nobody's pushing you into sure. no the spotlight. Making you Nobody's be a making you be an extrovert. But like, maybe use your degree and don't live your life for someone else? Question mark. Live your entire life. Yeah. Everything. It's for this person who is so abusive. So. um, Yeah. And then she mentions that like about his abusive upbringing. Oh, yeah. A brief thing is thrown out that could be interpreted as problematic. But it's like so the briefest of mentions that I was like, well, there's no real indication as to what Jane is thinking. But she says like. Oh, your grandfather accused your father of being gay because he was an artist. Yeah. They just move on from yeah, that. Yeah, and it's Jane's not just really like, said, oh, really? Like, and, he's like, and she's like, yeah. And they're like, move on. Yeah. It's not, not Jane, really but, said to be like good or bad. No. And also it's just kind of like. like Very, very true. It's to life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People do that. Um, So it was. Yeah. Yeah. Realistic. Beat, beat the dad up over his painting. And to escape, her dad joined the army and then got sent to Vietnam. And then the mom is like, and I just never delved into it further. I know. And then. So that's when they rent the house. They rent this new cute little house. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of near these woods, and she, she goes to a new school. Hiding Lissa from him. Seriously. Like, this whole setup was very weird to me. Yeah. Because it's for like a whole year. Isn't oh, and then it? remember, she's like secretly commuting back, or she thinks it's secret. Mm-hmm. The mom. The mom to like be, to take care of the Which husband. Which means that Lissa is alone yeah. after school through the entire night. Yeah. Because the mom is home mm-hmm. with the dad. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Whatever. And so Lissa's like, now here's where we need to get. Into Josh. To the Josh of it all. Yeah. So she meets Josh. Josh is very much in love with her right away. Instantly. Well, who can blame him? She's got a cute pixie cut and she draws. I know. He was he was screwed from the beginning. Yeah. So he's like, I like your hair. And she's like, ah, who's talking to me? And, then he, and he's like, I like your drawings. And she's like, ah, don't look at me. Don't look at my drawings. And he like gives her a bouquet of flowers. He like... He gives her an envelope full of glitter yeah. because he, I mean, he immediately gets a read on what her whole deal is. Oh, he, and he's on brand every yes. time. Yes. And she's like so overwhelmed with his kindness. She like regularly is crying <laughs> just from like him, like 
And he's like, oh, whoa, I did not mean to make you cry. But she, it's so, so this is the fine line thing. Mm -hmm. He is brimming with affection and warmth and kindness that she desperately needs Mm -hmm. and appreciates. But she's also begging him to leave her alone. I know. I know. It's so fucking tricky. It is really tricky too because especially because like, because she is someone who has been so fucked up by everybody that like she does not know how to register kindness. So she shuts down. And because we're in her head, we know that she likes she likes him. And it's important to reach out to a person who is clearly like the victim of abuse mm-hmm. or like needing companionship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if it's like if it was a girl reaching out for friendship. It would be intense, mm-hmm. but it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But because it's a guy wanting a date, there's definitely problems with that. Yes. And I think in this exact, very specific situation, yes. it's okay. It is also a trope of the genre. Yeah. And I think the genre, the trope that it represents is not good, but it is okay. It's just like, I think it's dangerous or not dangerous but like I feel like a lot of people could read this and think well I'm not like a girl could read this and be like well I'm not you know I I don't have a dad that is, has PTSD and is trying to kill me um, but I should play it coy and like push guys away you know what I mean it's weird because it's it yeah it's like at least for me like a junior high high school fantasy yes. that a boy would see me in my shyness yeah and like just keep trying with me yeah and keep trying with me yeah and so it's like very hard to explain to a dum-dum that there's a difference mm-hmm. is that like yes sometimes people do want you to try because they're so afraid yeah but also if a girl says no don't keep pounding her. Go fucking move on. I know. But yes, in this book, and because Jane McFan is a nuanced writer, it's fine. I just think, yeah, I do understand the like, because I did feel nervous reading it. And like, I think there is kind of like this, you know, teenagers reading this. Teenagers are not that nuanced. No. At least I wasn't when I was a teenager. Certainly not. If I read that, I would be like, oh, romance. Romance. I'm supposed to play it. I'm supposed to like push guys away and guys are supposed to just relentlessly come after me and that's good. Yeah. And like a guy will just break you down and that's great. Like eventually you'll just give in and then that that was like that was the whole thing. Like you did like him but like you were just supposed to be pushing him away. Or like even if you don't, attention from guys is the best. Yes. Um be flattered. Yeah, which is like I think it's cute when your guy friend won't shut up about like being together. Yeah. Exactly. In like a Christopher Pike book. And that's the thing too, which is like in real life. It's in real life. Yeah, it sucks. Like certainly I was like, man, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens. You're like, this is a nightmare. No, it's a real nightmare. And like you're just like because that's the thing, right? Like well, it's also it's it's not just a nightmare because it's like this is making me uncomfortable. It's a, also a nightmare because you don't like hurting people's feelings. Yeah. And also then it's like you know, a lot of times 
so what we see in media, and I know this is, sounds so like 101 and like, of course you guys already know this, but whatever, just let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> just could you fucking shut up for yeah. two seconds? Yeah. Could you guys um, listening just please like shut up for a second? we cannot get a word in with you people. <laughs> um, where it's like, um, I truly don't know what I was going to say. After all media. that. Media. 101. Yeah. Depictions. Uh, uh, best friends. Friend zone. Oh, right, right, right. So like, you know, Found media it. tells us. Right, that like um, usually it's a girl and a guy that's a friend and the girl doesn't even realize that she could see the guy as something more than a friend. And she just needs to be shown. And like the guy just needs to keep trying and like eventually she'll turn around and she'll see. And also he's really She's hot. She's taking him for granted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also not always really hot. Sometime really like going for somebody out of his league. Oh, and, but it's like, but he's funny. Yeah. But so if like it's it a guy who's less attractive, that's okay. But if it's yeah, a girl, girl who's no, less no, no, attractive, no, 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 Yeah. So, you know, th- that's yeah, what you're seeing. This is not a new. Yeah, this is not new. No. This is not new. I don't know why I'm talking about it as if this is like a Whatever. new Whatever. It's like, if somebody's listening to this, maybe they've never talked about it before. <laughs> wow. Well, under what fucking rock is, are you living under? They're like, oh, they're, they're a young man. Yeah. Newly graduated from sure. high school who like... Has never heard this perspective yeah, before, perhaps. Sure, maybe. A little bit sheltered. Yeah. Wants to learn. Sure. Is growing even as we speak. Okay, well, here's... Here, here's We're shepherding them into the 21st century. Okay, ready? Yes. Wee-woo, wee-woo. <laughs> Guess what? It's not... It's not... Like, if, if a girl, like, likes you, then you will be able to tell because she'll be flirting back. It is not, like, you just need to keep telling her don't how much you want to away yeah don't like if 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 you're or not like, getting anything back respect yourself and move forward go somewhere else or be willing to just be her friend like you have to be yeah. true about it well, and if you know that you can't sincere then, then you got to move on then you got to move on because just for yourself in a polite friendly way because guess what she's gonna start dating someone and you're gonna be like dang that sucks and you're gonna think oh i thought if i was nice enough yeah don't get angry please oh god Absolutely. Don't get angry at her. Don't. But anyway, this is for for this one guy. Five guys who just graduated <laughs> those, those high school. Five guys that just those graduated five high school guys. and started a burger those, chain. Those five guys currently in ninth grade. <laughs> just getting to know girls. They've never heard this before. This is a revelation to them. <laughs> to the twenty thousand other people yeah. listening who are like, yeah. no shit. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This is old news, girls. <laughs> Well, you know also, what? Don't call us girls. Don't call us girls. We're women. Disgusting. Ladies. I will call accept ladies. Your highnesses. Hey, you stupid cunts. This is not <laughs> a new idea. <laughs> I know. This. I, <laughs> stupid fucking cunt. I, listen, I. Listen, we'll eat you. I'll eat you. You have fucking, to try to eat your I'll way eat back you out. alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll eat you. And then you'll live in my jaw for a little while. I, I am. I am operating right now at a slow boil. So it's just like whatever ideas are slowly blooping up into my brain, I'm like, oh, I should talk about that. Um, anyway, yeah, not new. Cool. Not Josh, new. in this case, justified. I think he's okay. He is a, there were some times where I was like, Josh, come on. He needed a he's friend certainly, to tell him. He is hyperactive. Yeah. I liked, I really liked the descriptions of Josh too, though. And it, this one little line 
made so much sense. My voice is breaking all the time. This one little you're crying. line. You're crying thinking about Josh. So much <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a hitch. In my um, <laughs> where it's like Josh is constantly derailing conversations in English oh, because he that. wants to talk about the one character who made a single appearance on page 73 who you never hear from again. He's like, that. but what's their deal? What were they doing before this? What were they doing after? Yeah. And that's like his obsession with Lissa too. Is yeah. He sees a small silent girl who is on the edges and who and draws he wants to know more about pictures. her. Mm-hmm. With very it's, sharp pencil, it's very beautiful. It was very beautiful. So, also like the grandma thing. We didn't really talk there about are that. exceptions to the rule. The grandma thing. <laughs> he loves his grandma so much. He loves his grandma. He He's their kindred spirits. I know. Josh walked out of an Anne of Green Gables yes. novel and right into this one. Yeah. He for he and his grandmother love each other very much. Ooh, that's another thing. Gilbert and Anne. Woof. Oh yeah yeah. Maybe we should. Someone should suggest that for. Um, I suggest it to us now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but he like bakes apple cakes. Apple cake. Um, and he's baking it for his grandma, but he's like, oh, I think she would like really like your fairy drawings. So she like works really hard on one. Even though she says she's not going to and then she can't help herself. And she's like, oh, like I would never show anyone anything that's not perfect. But then she gets the nerve to leave it on his desk. And he's like, this is amazing. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I just think they're like, I was just showing it to you. Burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it. They're like, just to me, they are such cute little like nerdy artsy couple. Like, I don't know. I thought they were sweet. Doesn't he really apologize for coming on so strong with like now finding out about her whole experience? It's like, I just thought you were really shy. I didn't know that you were like, suffering from abuse at home yeah he I'm apologizes so sorry lot. and it's very sweet it's sweet um anyway very drawing grandma and she's thinking to herself when she's stuck in the leaves if anything happens to her she wants the grandma to take bird and she's also like like feeling sad to bird that she can't protect bird like that whole thing was like wrecking me. I was like wrecked with the bird thing. I was thing. really nervous. Um, and it was just like, I don't know, just her being so concerned for this little bird just felt very heartbreaking and yeah. sweet. Um, but so it's the only creature that has loved her unconditionally. Yeah. Well, her and that and and I guess Josh. Josh. <laughs> Um, yeah, he does love her unconditionally. Yeah. He, he, the second he meets her, he's like, I'm into her. Even though she says no. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just going to keep on loving you. Yeah. So then, um, so this is when it starts getting like kind of scary. Like when yeah. she, so she shows up at school and they're like, this note came for you from someone. It's like your mom or something. And so but she. It's not from her it's mom. It's not from her mom. And we don't find out what it says until I later. I straight up thought the mom was dead. I thought maybe he killed the mom. I was worried. For her secrecy. Yeah. And then went and found Lissa. Yes. That's not what happens, thankfully. Yes. Um, But it is scary, though. The note says you're dead. It's so fucking weird. And they're like, oh, who? She's like, who dropped this off? And they're like, oh, this really handsome guy with, like, gray hair. Um, He, like, looks like an artist. (laughs) 
She's like, fuck! He, like, he looked like an artist. He maybe looked related to you. He looked troubled, like, maybe from Vietnam. I might be drawing conclusions. But right there. <laughs> and then, look at Smokey's legs. <laughs> Smokey got flattened. Smokey, why are you showing us your little boo hole? Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. So weird. Um, And then, then she's like, fuck, he knows where I live. And they're like, no, I would never give that information. Oh, you know what, though? He did look at the computer. <laughs> I did pull up your file. And she's like, fuck. So she goes back to the house, empty, cannot find Bird. Josh drops her off. Josh drops her off. And she's like, you have to leave me. And he's like, mm-hmm. Sure. I will. I definitely will. And I was like, I'm no, you not. <laughs> and you shouldn't. No, I was, I was glad. She's like, Bird. Bird. Bird's chirping to her from the woods. She goes out. Uh-oh. She hears stalking. She hides under leaves. She just stays there. Yeah. And that's where we met her. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the scary part, I don't know, it was just very creepy, like, that she was being stalked, and then the fact that she found out later. So she, like, hears, um, hears Bird's call coming from, like, when she's hiding with Bird. And it sounds like from- Bird, but not. Yeah. And it's like, to the left. And she's like, what? And then someone grabs her and it's Josh. It's Seth. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, is his name Seth? No, it's oh. Josh. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I believed you. I was I like, gotcha. um, It's Josh. And he's like, come with me. Because he saw dad stalking around with a dang rifle. And that was the thing that scared me. That like she found out later. Like he had a gun. Yeah. Stalking her like he was a soldier. Yeah. Ugh. And then she goes and stays with Josh's grandmother. Poor fucking mom. Still goes back to the dad because she that's who she is. And Lissa very generously forgives her for it. But she even is like, I'm having I'm gonna have trouble forgiving her. Because she was like, I'll she's like, Dad, he's messed up. He, you know. She, when she finds out the whole thing about why specifically he has PTSD with her. Yeah. She's like, okay, that's like a whole thing and like I'll be able to forgive him someday. She's like, but the one I'm having trouble with is my mom. She's like, she decides to stay with the grandma yeah. rather than even go back to the house the mom Which, rented. That's good. Good choice. That's good. Mom's not in a state to be raising you. No. You're already 16 anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find... Um, the description of why the dad is like this because it's like disturbing and complicated and I'll probably fuck it up. Um, so where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. So they, they do, they apprehend her dad and take him in and put him through therapy. Um, it says, It took months, but finally Lissa got answers. Horrifying as they were, they helped. For the first time, she understood. Vietnam, it turned out, was the reason behind it all. During the last week of Lissa's father's tour of duty in Vietnam, blah, blah, blah. I can skip, skip, skip. They'd been getting picked off by snipers. Ten or twelve people had already been rounded up in this village where they're trying to, um, you know, find the snipers. When a figure emerged from one of the huts holding a cylindrical object pointed towards Lissa's father, 
He fired before the person could fire at him, thinking that he was facing a gun. It was only after a woman broke loose from the group being held and threw herself on the body, crying as she cradled it, that Lissa's father realized what he had done. The person he had shot was a young girl of about 16. What she had been holding out was a rolled piece of paper on which she had drawn a beautifully detailed sketch of a green bird. The sobbing woman unfurled the paper and shoved it at Lissa's father, finally throwing it at his feet. Then the woman returned to the body, stroking the long, dark hair of the dead girl. So, it all began with the dark hair, when she had long, dark hair. Mm -hmm. And then her presenting him the bird was, like, similar to what had happened to him. And also for her being like, what are the odds of this? And I feel like Jane McFan probably heard or experienced something like that, where it was, like, such a coincidence that lined up with someone's... PTSD. It happens. Because it seems like... Life can be yeah, that coincidental Yeah, and sad. it seems like that, yeah. Um, says the final push into madness had been inadvertently the eerie parallel of Lissa and the green bird. The only reason that something in her father had snapped then and he had lost touch with the, any reality other than his acting out of the buried trauma. The only reason it hadn't been worse earlier, the psychiatrist thought, was because his art was a subconscious release. The violent reds and oranges and slashing lines were his way of releasing the pain and fear and blood and death of the war. But even that hadn't been enough, so he had tried to kill his own daughter. Only it wasn't really Lissa that he hunted. It was the ghost of the girl he had killed in Vietnam, a ghost that was already dead but wouldn't stop haunting him. I can't kill you. You're already dead. Those words now made some sense to Lissa when they echoed in her waking nightmares. Woof! Yeah, woof. Yeah, so she she like is really compassionate. Yeah, understanding that he tried to escape his dad by going to the army and just end up trapped into this war that he hated. Yeah, where he made where he committed an atrocity, horrible crime. Yeah, I also think like um, personally, it's really hard for me to watch or read stuff about the Vietnam War. Mm, why is that? Um, mm, mm, I don't know. No, I don't get it. Um, especially because it often, and I don't think that this is the case here because she's like, oh, he committed this crime and like. Yeah, it very much paints mm-hmm. the the like, <laughs> like total innocence yeah, of, this of girl. the village that they round up simply because they were like near getting traumatized. And, yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like a lot of times it's it's so tough, right? Because obviously war is very complicated and the people that were drafted, you know... It, they weren't waging the war by choice. Yeah, and like... Governments wage war, not people. Yeah. But... But I feel like a lot of times the narrative that we're exploring, especially when... And, and, and it's... Yes, it's because we are American and we're Americans telling the story. So if we're telling the American experience in Vietnam and yes it is one that was very fucked up and that war was confusing and scary and bad and horrible and filled with all these atrocities and long and long and a lot of people died and it um i think it also you know of course is unique uh as opposed to previous wars because we as the average american saw what happened there but and people didn't this was the first war that they didn't understand why it was being fought yeah yeah and I think a a thing that kind of, you know, 
bums me out is that oftentimes the narrative that we're exploring is this American accidentally, you know, committed some kind of atrocity. And now we see how this American is dealing with that. And like the, like the focus is on this person's journey. And like, yes, that, that God, I cannot imagine ever doing something like people make accidents all the time. There's human error all the time. And you do things that you, God, I can't, I can't believe that was such a mistake. I like even this book, like this guy thought he was firing on somebody that was going to fire on him. Turns out it was just this girl showing him a drawing. And, um, but I feel like a lot of times the discussion of like the, of, 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 of the, of the Vietnam war in media is like, the Vietnamese are portrayed as just like these babbling natives that are to be pitied. But they were a unified front in fighting us. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like that it was... I mean, that's how it's portrayed. I'm not saying yeah. that that was the case. Yeah. Well, that and like, like it very other. And I think you have to rely on othering in a war because it's so like distilled and like everything that you're thinking and feeling is very different than, you know, just walking around in life. Like you you're are, you are in, an, yeah, you are in yeah. an adversarial position where you will be killed possibly. So of course you have to other your enemy or even like the people that you're supposed to try to be trying to protect. It's still kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like, um, we didn't know what we were supposed to do because we couldn't understand anything about what these people wanted or who they were. And these people kind of being the the crux of why I feel there aren't bad about it. There aren't that I can think of any Vietnamese stories about the Vietnam War. No. I cannot think of any. Here's none in the mainstream. I thought of one. Miss mm. Saigon. <laughs> Okay. That's literally the only one I can think of. Yeah. But it really is like, of course, yes, like what happened to those soldiers, those American soldiers, terrible. And I feel for them, but also it just, it's just in the mainstream. That's kind of all we've ever seen. And it's kind of like. I don't think you have to even, like, I wouldn't worry about like justifying that you empathize with soldiers. Like you're, you're right. There's not. I think that that's how it's been. Yeah. It's just like, it's always been like, oh, look at how these people, these poor boys were sent overseas. These poor boys with guns who made mistakes and some of them made mistakes and killed uh, these capital N natives. And then the ones who didn't make mistakes were just killing other Vietnamese people Mm -hmm. with guns. Mm -hmm. And that's like not a mistake because Mm -hmm. that's what, they were there yeah doing and i yeah, feel it, i i don't know that there have been any like vietnamese american stories about the vietnam no war. no like american stories about yeah exactly about vietnamese people in the vietnam war and also like it is it's uh, tricky right like like obviously like just the way that i think about the vietnam war is tricky because like i think it was I, I don't know what I think about it. I don't know what I think about it because like I don't think most people do. Yeah. Like I feel like people are like, well we never should have gone there or That's we never the inheritance of the American experiences. Yeah. It's just like what was that? Yeah. Exactly. It's like 
either still nobody knows i don't know like I'm like, should we never have gone there? Should we never have stayed as long as we have? Should we have just have pulled out? Should all of that? And very specifically, I would not exist had we not gone there. Selfishly, I guess I'm like, okay, well, I'm not glad that it happened. But I think, you know, I think about Vietnamese Americans, like Vietnamese American refugees that came here. I do have a memory in elementary school. I think we were... I really like the elementary school I went to. We were very specifically taught about um, Vietnamese people being mm-hmm. refugeed mm-hmm. and coming to America mm-hmm. and getting the moniker of boat people. Mm-hmm. Boat people, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We learned we learned about Vietnamese families coming over here and like integrating with American families mm-hmm. and being taken in in a way that we, yeah absolutely do not do anymore no and also like like specifically i think about like my mother or my grandfather and like their families and stuff and how my the life that my mom has now here i think she's happy that she's had a chance to have it because specifically my grandfather's family and parents were gunned down in their homes by the communist forces in vietnam and like that, I like think about like, like you know, people are like, oh, well, America never should have intervened. It wasn't their place. I truly do not know. I don't know. There was a. I know that there was I probably like a selfish, like, like, like bad reason a the U.S. did that. Plan. No. There wasn't a plan of how to combat that kind of communism anywhere. Like, I remember finding out about the Korean War, and I was like, there was a what now? Yeah. I remember only knowing about the Korean War through MASH and not through school. Mm -hmm. For the longest time, I was just like, it went World War II and then Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And then I found out about the Korean War, and my mind was fucking blown. I was like, what? There was this whole other one? Yeah. (laughs) That, like, all of a sudden, I'm finding out that people are talking about being veterans of mm-hmm. the Korean War. And I was like, the what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, MASH. That's yeah. what MASH you know is. What? And it's 13 seasons or something yeah. of a two-year war. Yeah. And I will speak to MASH. Okay, yes, there's some like gender stuff that doesn't age well. But I will say it like it never treated, even though the cast was mostly white. Sure. It never treated Koreans as like. It didn't. Other. other yeah didn't. it was like okay like um sometimes there would be korean uh patients and they would just be patients and some of the cast would be racist against them and not cast but characters <laughs> the cast yeah. was just like super they're racist. just like very racist very racist um, alan alda has a lot to answer <laughs> <for>. <laughs> um but alan alda is very good he's very good anyway he is very good um but yeah like it's really hard and very disturbing for me to. Is Smokey stamping his asshole on your phone? <laughs> Smokey, no. I was, I was like, man, I really don't want to reach for this phone with what <laughs> Kelly's talking about. It's a very important and sensitive <laughs> subject, but Smokey's butt is on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what a nightmare. Um, I didn't even know that Japan occupied Korea. Yeah. Didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I So even while I did learn about Vietnamese refugees in school, I think maybe because there were 
a fair number of families There's a pretty in decent, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego has a pretty big yeah. Vietnamese population. I think that's why. What's crazy why. is though, there's like, I guess we weren't LAUSD, we were Torrance and Torrance didn't have a big population of Vietnamese people. But I don't know, Southern California, you'd think mm-hmm. that, yeah, because like I didn't even know like details about the Vietnam War. I had to like ask my mom about it, which like she didn't really want to talk to me about <laughs> it. So it was kind of like, like one day I just had to be like, so like what happened? And like, when did you leave? And like, where did you go? And like, how many refugee camps did you go to? And she was like, oh, this is going to be this conversation. Okay. There's a real mindset of people in our parents' generation of like, don't talk about unpleasant things. It's better just that you never know. Mm-hmm. Truly. Because I've tried to get some stuff out of my mom and it's uh, not easy. Yeah. They're just like, why do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Let's go watch Traveling Pants. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. My mom um, was a teacher with this woman who is a Cambodian refugee Mm -hmm. um, and had to leave her village when she was very, very small and hadn't seen her family in ages. And last Christmas, my mom traveled with her to Cambodia, to the village she was from. And she met all of her family. And my mom was sending me videos of of her trip there. This is recent. She went to Thailand and Cambodia. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. It was last year. So this is, oh, this is after Mm -hmm. the Khmer Rouge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's another huge atrocity that we don't really learn about very much. I uh, learned about it mm, from that stupid outside genre book that we read. That was the first I'd heard of it. What outside genre book? It was like the 7th or 13th um. You know, it's like the Mon- 13th Mandala. Oh, yeah. Mandala. Yeah. That one. I just remember getting, like, flipping through. That was the thing, too. It was in our history book. We just didn't cover it. Yeah. It's, I remember nobody f- wanted to talk about our, also our role in Cambodia. Oh, no, 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 no. Because I remember flipping to it, and I was like, Pol Pot, who's that? Yeah. And they were like, hmm. <laughs> and I was like, should I research this? And I remember I still like don't fully yeah. Um, There's so much I don't know in that whole period because because the US is like, you know what, don't worry about it. Yeah, no, there was truly. a Vietnam and it was very bad and we all and agree we, about that. But um there is other stuff too we don't need to talk about. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, let's let's just have it be really fun and end the podcast by talking about Pol Pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leader leading member of Khmer Rouge. He was the prime minister. Yeah, I I knew Killed that name. But so I many of his own people. Really bad. Yeah. Uh, is that the killing field? Yes. I yes. knew that much. Mm-hmm. I knew enough to connect that. Phnom Penh. Phrase. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, laughing about Pol Pot? I, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a very ill-timed text about... Kamala Harris holding a quote unquote fireside chat fundraiser at UCB. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. That interrupted our very serious conversation. Some, I did about see a funny tweet about her. Cambodian <laughs> dictator. I know. Pol Pot. I did see a funny tweet about her about how people were like, she always looks like she's uh, an undercover cop in her <laughs> outfits. Because she does. Her, yeah. her outfits look like undercover cop outfits. Yeah. 
like a blazer, jeans, relaxed fit jeans? No. Straight leg jeans. Straight leg? Mm-hmm. Medium, I tried medium straight leg. Didn't look great. Doesn't look good on me. I think- It only looks good on me if it's cropped. Mm. In which case, I don't think that's really a straight leg jean. Like that's a boyfriend thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a boyfriend thing. It just creates a fold. So, Pol Pot. Oh, yeah, Pol Pot. Hide Very and bad. Seek. Teen Creeps. Teen Creeps. Uh, good book. Really good book. Really didn't, again, see it leading to a conversation about Vietnam War. Seriously not. Like, I was, sh- I was like, what? Yeah, I was really surprised. Even though it, even with the mention of him having gone to Vietnam. Yeah. I was like. Okay, logged it away. That was a bad experience he had. Did not realize mm-hmm. how prominent that figured into his well, abuse. I was literally, I was like, hmm, he's having PTSD. And I was like, but how is, is it the daughter? Like, I was like, yeah. how is she related? How is Lissa related? I, did I not- thought it was going to be kind of a throwaway, like, and men who went to war, are troubled. Yeah, I, really I thought, thought it was, was going to be, be like a very basic ingredient. You know what, Jane, Jane McFan, good job, good job. Liked the it's book. A, it was an interesting book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say that's a for sure read it. I liked it. Yeah, and maybe also bone up on your U.S. history from the seventies. Yeah, just the whole decade, or I guess just like all of it. I don't know. I need to listen to like. What's that podcast that like each episode is like nine hours long and it's about history? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. History? Is that what it is? Yes, I think so. I need to start listening to that. I need to finally read all of um, Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I We read a lot of it in my history class in senior year, but... We did jack shit in my history classes. Because my... Oh, it, it was wasn't even history. and senior year. Because senior year we did government. And it was like about mm. how the U.S. government is structured or some shit like that. Yeah. It wasn't even history. Yeah, I took history in junior high and then I took government yeah. or like civics. Yeah, it was like some bullshit. Senior year. Basically, it was checks and balances over and over again. For I wish a year. I had stayed in that history class. Yeah. I made a big mistake going to the civics class because it was going to be easier. Yeah. It was easier, but I learned nothing and the teacher sucked. Yeah. My Agreed. sister had um, a teacher in high school, a history teacher, who just, like, made up history. Ooh. He was, literally, he was, like, you know, um, agriculture started because, like, people used to eat each other, and then they, like, ran out of people to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that man truly got into that to amuse himself. Yeah. No, he would just make shit up, and he was, like, really obsessed with Vichlas. The with dogs. What? Oh, okay. Those red dogs. They look like wine rainers, um, but they're red. Those are cool dogs. They're cool dogs, but yeah. all he cared about was Vichlas and fa- fake history. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Very strange. Um, ne- okay, do we know what we're doing next week? No. Yes. We do. We do. Are we doing... No, we're no. doing... Bus- 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 we're doing babysitters club cool (laughs) we are doing babysitters club super mystery i believe um babysitters beware oh shit Mm -hmm. are those dawn beware um no we're not doing that one yeah uh i got a little bit confused because (laughs) there is a babysitters 
mystery called Dawn Beware. Oh, but it's not a super. And there is a super mystery called Babysitter's Beware. Wow, 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 wow. Um, and we are doing that with our, um, I guess our our babysitter babysitters correspondent <laughs> Alice Wetterlund. Yay! She did our babysitters club episode before. Super fun episode. Very fun to talk about. Yeah, the books with her. So we're having her back. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow our show, we are at Teen Creeps Pod on everything. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we are doing our public domain theater episodes again. Yeah. So you're getting two public domains a month and then... Fill in the gaps with two, mini-sodes. Yeah, fill, I was going to say two to three mini-sodes yeah. depending yeah. on how many weeks are in a month. Yeah. So two guaranteed PDTs. We have a really cool new tier that we just came out with. Mm-hmm. It, it is, is a uh, producer tier. So if you want to become a producer patron, you sign up at $15 a month and we will... Uh, thank you at the end of every episode for being a part producer of the podcast. Yeah. And you get everything, uh, you know, all the other tiers get plus this. Yes. It means that you are a very special producer yes. of ESP. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to say thank you to our uh, our newly pledged producers. Thank you to Claire Moore. Landry Desmond, Micah Eunice, and Wendy Bartos. Yay! Thank, thank you, you so for much, being guys. part producers of the podcast. We really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our other Patreon uh, supporters as well. Yeah, thank you so much. You keep the lights on, baby. Mm-hmm. We would like to apologize for being a little bit late, but a lot of illnesses and life stuff got yeah. in the way. Yeah, seriously. On that note, congratulations, Kelly. Thank you. On your newly minted marriage. Newly minted. <laughs> My marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Must feel a lot different. So different. So different. Soup's different. In that, it is not different at all. No, that's what happens in the modern age. Yeah. You already live together. I am excited about taxes, though. I will say that. Mm. Taxes are going to be a happy time for me. Usually, they're a moment of dread. Yeah. But there's many reasons for that. One is most of my contractor jobs this year, they already withheld. So I'm not like freaking out. Oh, good. Yeah. And then a, another part of it is it that tax break, baby. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, if you would like to support us in other ways beyond Patreon, you can leave us a review on whatever podcasting app you use. I do not know the intricacies of each app's review process or if there is one. So I leave that to you. Tell a friend. Tell, tell an a friend, enemy. Tell an enemy. Tell a mom. Tell a dad. Don't tell mine. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the other thing Ooh, I've chosen to say? Oh, another great way to support the podcast. Actually, even um, better than a review. Go into your settings. Select download new instead of just streaming. Yeah. Because our numbers are more accurate if you set it to download than if you just like go on and off and listen. It gets real dicey mm-hmm. when you're trying to do the metrics. Yeah. So yeah, just set set your settings for our show to download new. Also, because in that way, what if you're in a place that has no service Internet. and you want to listen to us? Yeah. Just fucking you already shit have it on your phone. Bro. Dingling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much to everybody who already donates on our Patreon and thank you to yes. everybody who listens. We really appreciate much it. Much appreciated. We'll talk with you next week. Keep it creepy. Forever.
Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.